what's up, weenies? Uh, you are here with Victor Gasly or O'Malley. Crowboy or Joe Phantom. Grave Rebel or Dave. <laughs> <laughs> or Frank and Jean, aka Ash. So yes, yeah. we are here with Billy Rebel. Billy Rebel! Blur. It is good uh, having everyone here. Good seeing everyone's faces on our little screen mm. and good hearing your sexy voices. Um, we've all aged uh, quite a lot. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. For, yeah. So to explain what Billy Rebel is, Billy Rebel, uh, before Victor and the Bully, me and Matt were in a band with two other lovely gentlemen that you can hear here. And uh, we did mm. a lot of music. What kind of music was it? Mm. Hard to explain. <laughs> yeah, yeah, you've got a difficult one there with explaining what genre we were doing, really, weren't we? What, what did yeah. we call ourselves? Is it Circus? Circus. Psychobilly. Yeah. So, yeah, so yeah, uh, this is our uh, Billy Rebel special episode of on the uh, Sin and Jim podcast. So, yeah, we are joined with two of our former bandmates uh, that we played with around 2007, I think it was. Years ago. Um, yeah. yeah, well, I think maybe it started 2006. Yeah, 2007, 2007 2006. 2009. Yeah. Mm. Um, so, um, obviously, um, yeah, <laughs> so obviously we've still stayed in touch uh, since then, and but we're all looking slightly more beardy and older and fatter. I'll say puffy. Uh, <laughs> except <Dave>. puffy. <laughs> yeah, except Dave, yeah. Um, He's actually the opposite all... of all those things. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah, was fatter. He was back. Yeah, he was back then. He was fatter and bearded. Now he's skinnier and hairless. Yeah. I've kind yeah. of gone full circle because I was skinny in Billy Rebel, got really fat, and now I'm skinny again. So you mm. know, happy days. Good yeah. for you. Well, thanks everyone. Yeah. Well, Listen. my dad started calling you Fat Dave. So I know now it's just <laughs> Dying Dave or something. Probably. Yeah, but... Dying Dave. So yeah. we've, esta- um, we've established what kind of music we did, kind of. Uh, well, yeah. So psychobilly they... horror. You know, yeah. punk, yeah. bit of everything. Uh, I, I, yeah. I played keyboard. Matt, what did you play? It was slightly bigger than was, you, lady, wasn't it? Yeah, well, I was a lot. I was a lot smaller. <laughs> <laughs> it's when, it when I was three foot tall. Yeah. Um, so I was playing double bass. Ash, uh, I play? used to play the drums. Oh, yep. Dave just answered beforehand, but yeah, I used to play <laughs> guitar. <laughs> <laughs> um, and okay. there was there were there was fun things with your double bass. Actually, you still lit the. That was where you started the tradition of lighting the little firework off the top, wasn't it? Oh yeah, that was where it started. Yeah, because we um yeah, was it? I used to I used to put it between my legs, sit on it whilst Ash stood on the back, and the yep. other one was where I kept it upright, set it on fire, and Joe, you stood on it. Yeah, I climbed up it, didn't I? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, there was that unfortunate time though, Ash, when you climbed up it when you were wearing just some pants. Do you remember that? <laughs> yes, I do remember. <laughs> so, that. Uh, and what and what happened? What happened? So basically, Ash? we we played this gig at the Red Ball, Line, which is a crazy. Fun- yeah, it was a favourite of ours uh, in Gravesend. Shout out to the Red Lion because it's still fucking going and still pumping out local music. Um, and uh, no one turned up to this gig. Like literally no one. Like two people were there and someone's mum probably. And uh, Matt was like to the bar manager, oh, if no one else turns up, we're going to play in our underwear. <laughs> Thinking that still naively that people would turn up. No one else turned up. So we were good to our word and we played in our underwear. And uh, Ash yeah. decided to do a little dramatic run up the double bass, didn't you, Ash? What happened? <laughs> yeah. What happened, what happened Ash? Ash? 
Rapid Ash. Uh, Tell I us think uh, I released a flopper drum. <laughs> what? Floppertron. <laughs> just balls <laughs> hanging out. Yeah, he everyone fell out see. of his pants. <laughs> yeah, and someone someone took a picture. Someone at got exact that. time, <laughs> like right underneath, like right on that like porn under the balls action. <laughs> under ball, <laughs> under ball action. So it worked. Um, it was a... uh... <laughs> yeah, it worked. Oh. Yeah, it was, oh, it was so, fine. So we've had a lot of fun memories, and and you know, we, we, me and Matt were talking, you know, in the past couple of weeks about the fact that we've all been inside and we're kind of running out of things to talk about because we're not really doing anything new. So this is basically going to be a bit of a reminisce, isn't it, with some, with some of the usual games yeah. put in because we've had some time. Yeah. So I think the first thing we need to talk about is how did Billy Rebel get started? You guys come back because um, I wasn't even fucking there. I, I could probably start that. Yeah, go on, go on, well, I think it all started at a, a gig at the Red Lion that I think Matt was playing in his previous band, Silent, Silent Echo. Echo. <laughs> yeah, and where mm. he used to play the double bass. Uh, like you, you didn't play the double bass. You played normal bass, didn't you? Then I think, but you or you did do I was some. Learning. Bits double yeah, bass. I was learning. Yeah, I was learning double bass. It, I think I remember normal bass is very me. disparaging, Ash. Ah, uh, yeah, whatever bass. <laughs> you know, it's fine. <laughs> no one cares. Anyway, so it's um, I remember going to Matt. Because I remember hearing that he played double bass, and I was like, oh, "What are you doing? I play guitar, you know, fancy a jam in sometimes, something along those lines." Yeah, and then we kind of got together and we wrote "Monster Swing in London," which never became a Billy Rebel track. What? I remember that. Oh, yeah, yeah, I've done <laughs> uh, Yeah, yeah, "Monster Swing in London" was the very first track we ever worked on, um, okay. and uh, and then after that, great names. Sort of, yeah. yeah, we we wrote a few, didn't we? Sort of the 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 classics like Ghouls Down in Chinatown and Sinister Sister and then um But then of course we needed a drummer, didn't we? Yeah, yeah. Now now yeah. I can't remember this exactly, but um so I think Dave, I think I had you on my MySpace. Yeah, me. I'm trying to remember exactly how it came you, about. You were in a band of Rob Gray. Yes. That's right. Um uh, and I I think I just messaged you out the blue. I'd yeah. I'd never spoken to you. No, I and don't I, I knew I, you were a drummer and I was like Hey, do you want to be a drummer for me as well? I think it was literally just that, wasn't it? Because my only memory I've got of knowing any of you guys before Billy Rebel was Rob showed me a picture of you on the back of a double bass and was like, who's this guy with a double bass? That's pretty cool. And then must have been, who's this guy? (laughs) And then it must have been, God knows how long later, that you then we must have made friends on on MySpace for mutual things. And then eventually you guys hit me a message. And I can remember... Getting the bus to Ash's house. Yeah, because you yeah, lived down met, the road. We, yeah, we met you yeah. at the uh, bus stop, didn't you? And it was like, "Hey, yeah. how's it going?" I think then we went to Ash's and we just hung out, didn't we? And just yeah, yeah I think we listened to like Sinister Sister and Vampire Suck and Ghouls Down. Yeah, and then took the it from there. Sort of thing. But, then, yeah, the but then, so but then, of course, we were writing these tracks, but they a lot of them had like synths and sounds in it that a guitar, bass, and drum couldn't do. So we needed some sort of thing. So, uh, Joe, do you want to explain how? Yeah. That happened. I mean, I can, yeah, yeah, I can pick up the story from there. So, um, I knew I knew Ash because I went to school with Ash, and I knew Matt because he used to be in the pub that we used to hang out with on a Thursday, which was called the Rat and Parrot. R.I.P. There used to be a rock night there, and I, me and my friends would get very, very drunk. And um, one night, this this swaggerly fellow Matthew comes up to me, um, oh, hi. and goes, "Yeah, hi," and he goes, "You hear this song?" And I was like, yeah. And he's like, 
well, that's my band. And I was like, all right, good for you. <laughs> and he was like, <laughs> <laughs> he was like, what do you, what do you think? And I was like, yes, yeah, pretty good. Yeah. And uh, yeah. he went, I heard you play the keyboard. Right. To this point, I was a guitarist and I'd always been a guitarist, but I used to play piano when I was like younger. And uh, Ash, I think Ash probably had told him that I played piano because I did it in music tech. And he came yeah. along and he went, do you want to play keyboard? And he went, I went, yeah, sure. Why not? And he went, have you got a keyboard? I went, yeah, but it's from the eighties. He was that like, perfect. Get it, get it going. And uh, yeah, I got, oh, but gosh, I, I got yeah. called in to play gig and it was literally for how many songs? Three songs for that gig. Yeah. So I think, yeah. I think the next part we need to talk about is our first show. Yeah. Uh, yeah. <laughs> so uh, it was called Woodman. the Woodman in uh, Black Fen. That's right. And uh, now, now, it you know, it was just this real dive pub. Um, uh, you know, I think it's completely changed name and everything now. Yeah, but um, yeah, so we had like I think we had uh, six songs in a set. Um, no, it was, was coming on like for half-hour sets, weren't there? Yeah. Um, session. But session. I remember the, the, the yeah. The funny thing was, <laughs> you know, and we've been we've been practicing for a few months. Like we we like we'd got pretty tight with it all. Um, you done, done but it then, properly, yeah. But then in that first show, we, my fucking, um, my bass string broke, didn't I? The E string, the uh, low E string oh, of my bass yeah. broke. And I was saying to Joe, I think your keyboard's out of tune. Yeah. I was getting really, fucking, <laughs> I was getting really worked up. Yeah. And he was going, and he was going, he was like, it was the third song in here. He was like, yeah, something's definitely wrong with your keyboard. And I was like, the keyboard can't be out of tune. Like it's physically impossible for it. Like I've got a modulation wheel and I've got a pitch bend, but neither of them have touched. Yeah, we supported. Yeah. Do you remember who yeah. we supported? I remember I can remember I him. Can I can't remember his name. Um Roy Stone. Roy Stone. <laughs> With a million <laughs> strings and a million fingers. Probably the fastest <laughs> guitarist alive. Probably. That was that was his uh that was his like catchphrase, probably the fastest guitarist alive. And I think it goes so you can be as fast <laughs> as you want. If you don't hit any notes, it doesn't make yeah, you it good. Yeah, doesn't matter. <laughs> didn't, didn't he just slap a shitload his... of delay on everything though? Was there just like yeah, a he loved his entire set was just him soloing? Yeah. yeah. Just, yeah. <laughs> um, I also yeah, remember I mean, actually being. Um, we had to sneak me in because I was only seventeen for that gig. Oh yeah. We did yeah. That for yeah, I can remember spending like I, we turned up the same time to set up. And then I've spent most of the rest of the night, apart from when we paid out in the car park, because I remember oh, the yeah. pub landlord or Adam telling someone that I was 17. And he was like, right, oh, yeah, you can do it if you do this and shit like that. And I had to basically just spend 90% of the night outside. And then when it came to actually doing anything, I was allowed inside the actual pub or something like Sitting that. Sitting outside, drinking his do, cup of milk like a good boy. Yeah, we had to do that a lot. Um, cup of milk. But... <laughs> <laughs> Are you having a difficult time putting milk in a cup? Well, now there's <laughs> cup of milk. Joe, insert an advert there. Yeah. <laughs> cup of milk. Uh, the tasty um, cup of milk. And I tell you what, I tell you what, after that, things just picked up, didn't they? Like, I know we sound like bitter mm. old men now, but the local music scene at that time was at its peak i think you don't get that now oh yeah especially you know playing the rock scene it's just loads of kids who they had the internet but they didn't have much to do on it because you went on myspace and msn and that was about it the rest of the time you're like sod it gig time 
And I mean, yeah. how big were the but venues then... we were playing? You know, 300, 400 people for a local band that sang about ghouls and goblins, you know? Yeah, it was, it was, I mean, well, I, I, I think the next, like the crazy thing was, is that, so that, that first gig was in March, um, March, 2017. Um, <laughs> I don't know why I remember it was in March. Was it 2017, mate? 2007. Years ago. Right. <laughs> oh, it's only been that long. It was three days ago. <laughs> I, I turned up to a gig. Where the hell were you guys? <laughs> uh, sorry, yeah, 2007. And um, so that gig was there. And then we were just trying to do as many gigs as possible, weren't we? Like all over the place. We were playing in like anything from rugby clubs to uh salmon factories ah uh, the salmon factories which was amazing <laughs> <laughs> oh those are the fishy days <laughs> but, then, the so, fishy but then we years. applied for a battle of the bands didn't we oh yeah I hate, I did hate we do two of those mm, yeah probably. I mean that's the, the, the thing with the battle of the bands is that normally they're whoever just whoever brings in the most family members Mm. You know, and they all vote for their son or grandson's band and then piss off, don't see any of the other bands. And it's not like, it's not like, they're not the best band. They've just got more family members. Um, mm. But yeah. this, I remember this one was done by KMFM Radio, wasn't it? Um, and no, this yeah, was no, a Kent, it's, a Kent, it's a Kent local radio station, yeah. Yeah, it's and so the first, yeah. yeah. We're good. Yeah, yeah I guess so. Um, and they did... Um, and they they had judges instead. It wasn't just voting for your favourite type thing. And our first our first heat of Battle of the Bands was in Chatham, wasn't it? Yeah, it was at that uh, venue yeah. that hated drummers. Oh, I um, forgot about that. Yeah, yeah. What was that yeah, so Brooklyn's Tap? No. Uh, oh, the Tap and Tin. Uh, and tin. No, no that wasn't. Tin. Right. It wasn't uh, Tap and Tin. It wasn't Tap and Tin. That was one of the Chatham venues. That's that's yeah. Tap wherever it was. Something else. Yeah. Wherever. Yeah. But um, so we did that heat, and was there a second heat? I can't remember. I think there was. Yeah, yeah the first one was, was in that, that venue, and then the second heat was outside at Chatham Dockyard. Right no, no, that was, oh, no, no, that was that was oh, the final. Sorry. Yeah, I'm oh. sure there was a second heat. Anyway, anyway, we got yeah. to the final, didn't we? Yeah, um, yeah. So yeah, so yeah, so we got to the final uh, uh, outside a huge stage at Chatham Dockyards, and this was in mm-hmm. June. Bear in mind, we'd only started in March. Um, mm-hmm. And then, Joe, do you want to continue really this? Yeah, it wasn't so that long, fuck, mate. Yeah, it was... yeah fuck. Mm. So we Damn. we played and we had zero. The cool thing about it was we kind of had zero expectation. Um, we were we'd been a band for like we said months. We were all pretty much teenagers or in our early twenties by that point. Dave was still six. Um, <laughs> and <laughs> and um, my first yeah, so we, we got up there and we were up against like. The usual, we were up against like a school band and some other various things. And it was like this group of like kind of probably people our age now. I don't know. They're 30, maybe 40. And they were like really slick mm. professional. And we came on and we were wearing our face paint. Uh, oh, we well, haven't mentioned I, that as I well. We, dress, we, dressed as, well, we haven't mentioned the face paint, have we? Oh, uh, no. Yeah. Yeah. So we used yeah. to uh, paint half of our face in skeleton makeup. Mm. Um, which I every show I used to insist on, and every show these three guys fucking moaned and whinged about it. Oh, yes, you fucking did. Every oh, show you're so hard playing. And, so it's so hard playing and all that stuff. I mean, now we do it all the fucking time, but it's so it's, it's <laughs> yeah, so yeah, hard being a sweaty there. teenager 
and like mm. rocking out, going around as like, a skeleton, <laughs> going around as a skeleton, and like headbanging with all these lights on you, which is vile. I remember that gig in particular. You three really kicked up a fuss, and I was like, "We have to put it like this is what our image is like. We have to do it because you're like oh, it's a big public festival." But I'm like, "Let's do it." True. Um, yeah. So yeah, I'm always the showman, aren't we? Always, always the showman, aren't you, Matthew? Well, we well we went on stage, didn't we? And we absolutely like the sound was perfect, and I remember us absolutely blowing the freaking doors off, didn't we? Mm. We smashed um, it. We, we also won the, the crate of beer as well, didn't we? Beforehand, you're on the really audience. Audience, they're one of those things where you cheer loudest for the band you like the most, and it was quite a big crowd. So far, yeah, we were chatting dockyard. It was, uh, yeah. And I then still so, remember that picture so of then, Ash dancing with that little girl. There was a little girl oh, yeah. staring at, like just staring at him match. like, "What am I looking at?" And Ash was there with his guitar, like dancing. Well, that was, in front that of was her. the thing. Like we, when we were playing live you know, rocking out, having a great time. And then I look to the left of me and Ash has disappeared. I'm like, where the fuck is Ash? Like, I'm looking around the stage. Next minute, he's right at the front in the audience, like rocking out with this like little, like four-year-old kid like in the front of the audience. And um, yeah, but then I remember for the voting bit, um, they were like, who wants this band? And I was like, yeah, okay. And then they were like, who wants Billy Rebel? And they were going, Billy Rebel. Billy. Yeah. They were just shouting it. I was, was like, as as like we four of us looked, looked at each other like, oh my God. Mm. Um, they, and then remember, we won. The... What have we in? Well, oh, well, we'll go over that in a minute. But the fact that we won, Dave, do you remember the other band and how they reacted? Yeah, I wish I could remember their name. Um, there was, I, I feel like it wasn't the band. Yeah. yeah, there was just a, a This is how I rock. That's this is the one they did that cover of this and um but the the singer hated us from the it was this as if like we might as well have turned up and just punched her in the face because she just really didn't like our band did she and she made it quite vocal during the whole day yeah for a few years yeah oh hang on she also accused us of doing a cover even though they did a cover of this is why i rock and our cover was uh of um straight cat strap which we did after we found out we won after yeah. we won, which I yeah. thought was hilarious because they, they, they bitched about us on a forum and we found it. And That's they basically, right. said, or basically, they did a cover, even though their whole premise of their number, like their single, was This Is Why mm. I'm Hot, that they changed the one word to This Is Why I Rock. Rock. Uh, but we won mm. Um, mm. CD pressings, which is great. Uh, yep. We yeah. hadn't released our album yet, I don't think. Um, won some vouchers for Nando's, which was oh, yeah. great again. We went us. We took us <laughs> and, our, and our manager at the time, didn't we? Um, yeah, and we, we had. Won. We won a bottle of Asahi beer. We did, Asahi beer. A, a crate. Yeah, a crate. crate of Asahi yeah. beer. And then a studio experience. Oh, well, well do you remember the, mm, do you remember the studio experience? Uh, studio experience. Remember the word experience. You're missing one. You're actually missing one prize that we won that was the best prize. We got to headline. Oh yeah! Oh, of course, yeah. We got to headline Hop Farm, Hop Farm um, fireworks. fireworks night, oh, yeah. uh, and so we were playing to. It was over two days. We played to ten thousand people uh, over two days, didn't we? And bear in mind, we yeah. started in March, and that was in end of October, and we were then playing to ten thousand people, like twenty thousand over a whole weekend, and we had to let off the fireworks as well, like do the countdown. That was a that was a ride. <laughs> for Imagine if we'd we actually all played ourselves. Yeah. But yeah, we did win this recording thing, didn't we? 
that was uh, Ash. To Ash. Yeah. I mean, we all I'm do home recordings now, and we we done we done recordings to that point in our home home studio, and few of us had had experience of like a real studio, and we were quite excited, weren't we, Ash? Yeah, we were. Yeah, I remember. Like it, it was a very big deal. I mean, we'd done our our demo recordings and released those on like MySpace and things like that, and obviously they were played in our local pubs and everything. But yeah, I remember we sort of heading up there and sort of. I, I just remember that it was sold to us like it was it was a big deal. You know, it was a really big deal. And um, was quite well kitted out, wasn't it? It was. It was. It was. It was well kitted out. It was uh, brought. It was Broadstairs. Where was it? Was it the uni? Was it the uni? Broadstairs University. Yeah. Yeah. And I just. Yeah. I think that's right. Yeah. I think it was one of the students that was the mixer. And I, I remember the guy was really really cool dude and everything. But mate, it just it wasn't what we were expecting. Was it? it? Was In any it, way, like, shape, or form. It's like your 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 home demos is like a what twenty year old kid were sounding better than this uh yeah. demo. and we like yeah, he sent us he sent us a track and we were like oh thanks i hate it <laughs> <laughs> didn't we like go down in the first time record as much as we could in that first day and then like a week later i think we drove down and then like either some of us got the train down there or you came in my car because i think i was the only person that drove at the time you were yeah uh, yeah and then yeah. So we yeah so we drive all the way down the broadstairs which is a good hour and a half journey i think off the top yeah. of my head yeah, get there probably. knowing that last time we were there we were in this cool studio we recorded drums live for the first time because obviously being in ash's bedroom studio we do um you know virtual drums or you know yeah. uh, yeah. drums and stuff like that program that's the word and then um we came back and like you know i've played my drums for the first time on a billy rebel song only six months after hearing these four or five songs that have already been created and we go and listen to these drums that, sat, that in my head were sounding big and heavy because i've you know we've heard every gig we played and then we got there i remember we all sat in this room and he was like he pressed play and it was as if someone had come in and just got a hoover and sucked the life out of the recording. And I remember kind of all of us sitting back there and just slightly looking over each other's shoulders, being like, <laughs> oh, yeah, this is good, isn't it? <laughs> it's like asking, asking your nan for a PlayStation and she gets you, you know, all those all-in-one, 88 game-in-one things for Christmas. <laughs> yeah. and you're, like, you're like, oh, nan, I love it. electronics yeah. toy. <laughs> yeah, that's it, that's it. And you go, oh, nan, uh, yeah, I really love it. I really, that's exactly what I wanted. And she's like, this Thanks. is the one this is the one they said on TV was really good. 88 <laughs> games in one. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. I just remember, I just remember it just being really, really dry. Everything was really dry. And like it, it all it sounded was. like it was really far away in the mix. I don't know how you, mm. he managed that to make so much open space in a mix. And bless him, he was probably trying his hardest. Mm. But he, it was a case of he had yeah. all it sounded the like gear it was underwater no or like in the box. Yeah. Yeah. All the yeah, gear, no idea. Definitely. The biggest yeah. line I remember coming from his mouth of, oh, it's not finished yet. It's like, yeah. <laughs> bloody hope not. Yeah, fucking <laughs> no, hell. We, but we never actually but, uh, got the checks in the end, did we? No, no we never got we anything asked, from it. No, we, we, asked we, stems. we asked for them. We asked for the, yeah, we asked for the stems and he never gave them to us. And from that point on, we recorded at Ashes, didn't we? So yeah. That's right. That's uh, when yeah. we were like, fuck this. Let's just do it ourselves, weren't we? But, <laughs> but we, were young, we were young and had plenty of time to waste. <laughs> yeah. Um, I mean, we, had a, we had a good following though, didn't we? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. What was our following? Well, we had a. We, uh, uh, it was called the William Rebellion. <laughs> oh God, the William Rebellion. Yeah, yeah. and I, 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 yeah, I remember us. Um, so I, one of the funniest mem like memories. In fact, if you uh, go on YouTube and search Billy Rebel Danson, D A N S O N, um, <laughs> we had this 
a following, right? So we got asked to play the local music festival in Bexley Heath. Like it, like for us, it was actually quite a big deal because it meant like we can play to you know all our local friends and you know the local school bully. Anyway, local school bully. So we'd we yeah. But, uh... <laughs> So bear in mind this this gig had this uh, this event had such big headliners like Peter Andre, um, <laughs> and so we, we played Andre. this gig uh, in this huge outdoor festival, and the crowd, like this group of kids, just went absolutely mental, didn't they? Like, like they just the fucking shit out of each other. Here. So they all had makeup on, of, on. They all had the face of, paint on, didn't they? Oh yeah, they were yeah. mad as shit. And they didn't mind hurting each other. Matt used to do this thing where, you know, um, we all listened to like metal when we were younger. And Matt was like, oh, I'm bored of the wall of death. So he used to do this thing where he used to do the wall of hugs. And oh, um, was like, was yeah, like so Christian. he separated out of the crowd and was like, right, now everyone face the person opposite you. And we're going to do wall of hugs and run into each other. And the idea was they run and they embrace and it'd be a beautiful moment. And I've actually seen it in gigs since and everyone's quite tender and it's, it's a lovely uplifting atmosphere. But all that happened was these fucking kids just ran into each other with their arms pinned behind their back, basically going into each other's face first. I'm surprised we someone didn't broken, die. We had, yeah. we had broken arms. We had, yeah, we had we a few arms. people concussed. Yeah, someone had an epileptic. Yeah, they were literally just broken arms. Oh yeah, in, in um the Harlow Square. Harlow Square, yeah. someone had an f- epileptic yeah. fit. Good times, man. Good times. Oh, yeah. How many people we tried to kill and failed? <laughs> yeah. So if you've made it this far, listening to four grown men reminisce about when they were younger, uh, we're gonna do some. Uh, we're gonna do a podcast staple, aren't we? So have you boys yep. prepared a fact? Yes. Yeah. Here is yes. Count Factula. I've got facts for you. You've got facts for me. Well, here comes Count Factula to train you with his facts. I'm Count Factula. Ah, ah, ah. <laughs> that was a good Count Factula. <laughs> that was a good one. <laughs> well, vampires really do suck. They do. <laughs> <laughs> so this part of the show is uh, Count Factula. This is everyone's favourite fact-based section where we tell facts that we haven't really researched and most of the time panic looked at it 10 minutes before recording the podcast. Mm-hmm. Um, we will talk. We will say our facts, none of us know each other's facts, and we will talk about it. Uh, so this week's first fact is Crowboy. <laughs> yeah, so uh, who remembers the 90s? Or the late 90s, should I say? Uh, just just about, com- yeah. yeah. Yeah, just about. Um, com- it was a world of strange computer gadgets. So we all started getting the internet and USB technology was rife and you could plug all kinds of weird and wonderful things into your computer because <laughs> <laughs> Ash doesn't like where I'm going with this. Um, and we, we had some brilliant innovations <laughs> along the way. Um, but... One thing we did get developed and nearly to production was something called iSmell. And this was a USB device created in 1999. I found a load of great articles from at the time. It, was, it looked like a shark fin. And it was, it was basically, you plugged it into a USB port and the idea would be you'd go to certain websites and they'd give you the smell like experience oh. on that website. <laughs> <laughs> oh. Or you'd be watching what? a film and There'd be like a scene with like freshly cut grass and you, oh yeah, mm, lovely, freshly cut grass. Mm. And uh, mm. the technology behind it was actually very clever. 
It had 128 chemicals in it that would combine in certain ways um, to create what they they mapped millions, thousands of millions of scent profiles, and they raised $20 million to do this. And then wow. what they found out after all that was no one fucking wanted that. And they filed for bankruptcy almost immediately after launching the, well, not even launching the, pro- the, the, uh, joking. the product. So yeah. Uh, yeah. So it was said, it was definitely a nice idea, but not a useful one. One review said, <laughs> and yeah, they sent, you wouldn't want to connect down. that to a porn site, would you? No, oh, exactly. God. Um, Imagine. And the idea was as well that you needed to have a, a bowl of coffee beans to smell. Um, right. A bowl of coffee beans to smell to clear your scent palette before you start. Like in a perfume shop. Exactly like in a perfume shop. Okay. Um, and apparently it smelled really bad as well. It's, the whole thing smelled like cheap perfume. So. Oh, right. What could have been? We could have all been sitting watching I mean, a film with the eye smell. I, I think I would have quite liked it. You know, you like would've... the first thing I'd be doing is watching Space Jam. <laughs> what? Or the smell just smell like jam. a gym. Yeah. The smell of cartoons and plimsolls. But um, yeah. But one of the things they tried it on was Donkey Kong, and every time there was bananas on the screen, you'd smell bananas. That was that. Was that. <laughs> that, that sounds really good. So that sounds um, really good. Who's next then? Uh, I think Mr. Grave Rebel should go next. Well, uh, I decided to pick this fact because I know how much we all love talking about poo. And uh, I found this one really interesting because I've never heard of this sort of thing before in my life. Um, But yeah, basically, the most effective treatment for CDI, which is a a bowel disease causing chronic diarrhea, is a fecal transplant. Yeah. And basically what that is is where poo from a healthy person is uh, taken from them and put inside a person who's struggling with uh, chronic diarrhea, put inside their bum. And basically what that happens is the bacteria from the good poo then helps uh, create good bacteria inside their digestive system. And it's been proven that it works at an effective rate of 94%, whereas antibiotics to do the same thing only work at 30%. So if you're struggling with a bad (laughs) bad, (laughs) bad intestine, ask your mate with some healthy poo to stick it inside you. I love good. the tagline you finished that on. Yeah, 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 you're welcome. I, I, to work for, uh, I have healthy poo and uh, I'm selling it to you. I, I don't. It. I have diarrhea all the time. That's a fact that Matt knows very well about me. Mm. Uh, well, then you could do with some good healthy poo. Well, next this, time this we meet up, everything. next time we meet up, Dave, if you can yeah. poo in our bums, we'll push our <laughs> bum holes together. Yeah. Like a like a reverse like, human centipede. Yeah, or like two two beautiful kissing people. Yeah, two puckered people. <laughs> two beautiful and then, real kissing people. <laughs> and then, <laughs> but like, and then you, you poo in. Yeah, but bum to bum. Bum to bum. And bum. then you poo in my bum and poo in Joe's bum. All right, Ash, just imagine. Ash, Ash you can feel. Loose clench. Loose clench. Loose, and sidelines. I'm gonna um, push. Yeah. I need you to relax. And you can relax. poo it. <laughs> you can poo it. Okay. <laughs> um, that's a question. So how does how does it actually work though? Because asking for a friend, they do they just put a little bit up your bum on a stick. What's the deal? Or do you eat it? Uh, it's the... it's a transplant. So they they physically they will remove poo from someone else's, I guess, their intestine, and then yeah, but how does it go back? Insert to you? it through your rectum. It's inserted inside your rectum. 
oh, to get the do they freeze everything, Matt? Because I mean, poo, poo. I also looked earlier on. Poo is seventy percent um, water, <laughs> and then thirty percent bacteria, predominantly. So most of oh. it, most of it's not even food. It's it's bacteria that's broken down. So oh. it's a mixture of water and bacteria that creates poo. Hey, if and... Ash films, this, <laughs> we, if Ash films this, we can combine it with the ice smell and make something wonderful. Oh well. <laughs> wow. <laughs> wow. <laughs> We're onto something here. Yeah. 2020 technology. Dragons, Dragon's Den, look watch out. <laughs> Bring the ice mill back. Have you ever <laughs> wanted someone else's poo in you? Well, <laughs> well here's You're your chance. Back. And if you don't need it, have you ever wanted to smell someone else's poo going inside someone else? <laughs> <laughs> Well, too bad. <laughs> too bad what, we what if you're already healthy? What if you're already healthy and you get someone else's healthy poo in you? Are you like like a superhero? Are you like super, super? Yeah. You uh, you will never have diarrhea ever. Even if you drink <laughs> all the alcohol in the world, you'll never have diarrhea. You'll never poo you'll again. Never have diarrhea. You're just absorbed... too being clogged up. You yeah. absorb hundreds no, of actually, nutrients. You're just full of shit. SBP. Yeah. <laughs> You would just be full of shit. Stick, sticky beer poo. Yeah, um, I think that's, a, that's enough poo talk now. Okay. Let's, so let's the next fact is about poo. I'll, I'll do the next fact. Go on then. So, as you know, I do a lot of facts about war or crustaceans. So this yeah. next fact is about the Great Crustacean War uh, between <laughs> crabs and ants, but also crabs and bees. No, it's, no, it's not. <laughs> so, <laughs> my fact this week is about Battersea Dogs Home. Okay. I've gone cute. I've gone cute. As we all know, we hate dogs. So, <laughs> <laughs> is that where you go to shop for dinner? <laughs> yeah, there's one thing that people say about us: they hate dogs. No, Bloody love dogs. dogs. Great on a Sunday dinner. Um, so my fact is that uh, Battersea Dogs Home was started by a woman called Mary Tilby. Uh, she. Uh, originally moved from Hull to London and she loved animals she loved pets and obviously in this is around 1855 to 1860 she she basically would bring in every stray dog that there was going um, or any injured dog or anything and not just dog, cats as well and she lived in uh, central London, um, and it was originally called the Temporary Home for Lost and Starving Dogs. Um, and it was just a place for even if there was a lost dog, it would go there and people couldn't go, here's my dog here. And having all these animals in a small home in 1860 wasn't great. Um, <laughs> because it was obviously making a lot of noise and a lot of smell and blah, 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 blah. So uh, upon this, she... Uh, Queen Victoria heard about this, and Queen Victoria also loved uh, animals and dogs and that sort of stuff. And the reason it's in Battersea is because, which is just across from Victoria Station, um, it, Battersea is in between the train lines. So Queen Victoria basically yeah. was a patron to move uh, Mary Tilby's um, her, uh, you know, dog sanctuary to in between the train tracks of Battersea so that it doesn't matter if this obviously there was no residential or you know there was nobody living there and uh, so it didn't matter about the dogs barking because it was in between the train lines oh. um, and even uh, Queen Victoria's 
uh, first son was the first person to ever um, adopt a dog from a Battersea Dogs home. Oh. And uh, yes, that's my little fact about dogs. Oh, interesting. I like it. The longest continu- continuously running dog home in London then. Maybe. Yeah. Yeah, must I mean, be. It's, it's quite a well, running that, yeah, well, that's all. Little around but here we are. The mm. uh, Queen Victoria's son, Prince Leopold, became the first royal, uh, first member um, to adopt. Oh, sorry. The first member of the royal family to adopt oh. a dog. Yeah. Sorry, not the first member. Yeah. But the dog was called Skippy. Ah. Cool name. Skippy. Like um, it. I like Oh, that's very wholesome. Yes. Back. Yeah, I thought we need. I think we needed a wholesome one after the poo and after <laughs> poo and smell. Poo and smell talk. <laughs> so that's let's a very good let's, poo. Let's probably lower the tone, uh, Mr. Frankenjean. What is your fact? Well, the the funny thing is, is that we've had a, a poo fact and an animal fact, and mine's a bit of both. So, oh, <laughs> basically, yeah. we're both? we're going to be talking about sloths. Sloths oh, primarily. Nice. Stay up in trees. However, they go out of their trees for a poo. And they poo once a week. So not that often. They expel a ridiculous amount of energy to do it. And the funny thing with it all is, it results in over 50% of sloth deaths because of predators. And it's also described to be absolutely incredible to watch a sloth poo because their stomach shrinks they lose a third of their body weight and i actually read a quote in this that said if you've ever seen a sloth poo you can only describe it as pure bliss they tip their heads back and smile (laughs) so yeah the one that got me though was the fact that they they put all this and they barely use energy for anything and this is one thing that they expel a huge amount of energy for. And it results in over 50% of sloth deaths as well because of predators coming and eating them while they're taking a shit, basically. So, yeah. Yeah, they literally come out of their tree and they rub their bum into the soil and apparently it's all in one one big go. And literally, apparently, their stomach shrinks and everything. So there you go. It's, it's because they're so slow. It's sloth because they're so poo. slow. Um, and otherwise, if they spend too much yes. time on the ground pooing as regularly as other mammals, they would be eating all the time. Um, exactly. I think we've heard this go. before, haven't we, Matt? <laughs> yeah, we, ha- we actually had this fact about three episodes <laughs> ago. Oh, man. <laughs> but but I, I, never get, I never get tired of hearing about it. <laughs> and to be fair, you did actually say a little bit about uh, a little bit extra about it. About oh, that's all right. That's pure bliss. Bad, I knew I that there was going to be something wrong with this fact. I told you. <laughs> and this is the point of Count Factula. You know, we all just have these facts. You know, um, Nancy did one about seahorses, how male seahorses get pregnant, like all excited. And we're like, yeah, we know. <laughs> <laughs> mm. That's all right. Well, they should got a bit more information out of me, I suppose. Great. And the first thing I'm going to do is YouTube sloths pooing. But, I'm also um, curious if he, if you gave a, a if a healthy sloth gave his poo to another sloth, <laughs> would he be able to poo more frequently and less chance of dying? A... And if so, is there a way we could smell it? Yeah. <laughs> the sloth smell five thousand. Um, but could you imagine how good it, it would be to have a poo that is the third of your body weight? That's like having a poo the size of your yeah. leg. Like that time, do you remember we your played that gig in? Uh, no, no, it wasn't a gig. We came up to me and Matt came to visit. Dave once in Manchester 
we're going to carry on talking about poo, whether you like it or not. Um, we came up to visit him when he was at uni. Oh in Manchester. God! Oh. And, uh, we we've been drinking. We've been drinking a lot, and we went to Tesco to get some food. Um, went to Tesco to get some food because we were kind of down there for a few days. And Dave's dying. Um, and we went to we went in the toilet as boys do together, obviously. And um, what happened, Matt? <laughs> Dave was it? Dave came out. And he was like, he was like shocked. Like he was literally like, color had drained from his face. Color had drained. He went to go use a cubicle. He opened the door, and there was this fucking turd in it. It waved at me. (laughs) (laughs) It was so big. This turd was fucking huge. Like it was like, I don't know. It was about the size of like a liter bottle of like Pepsi, and it was it was curling out of the water, like past the rim of the toilet. Yeah, that was give it. you an and idea. One end was fully disappeared. Yeah, it was higher the than out. the rim of the toilet, which is incredible when you think about it. It means that someone had to be hovering to do that, as well as excrete that and then, from their body. And, and then what happened? What happened then, Dave? <laughs> yeah, what happened after that, Dave? So Dave obviously couldn't right, use the cubicle. Uh, I've gone to use the cubicle. Stepped in there, seen this. Uh, ship stuck in a fucking toilet um <laughs> stared at it probably for about 10 minutes what felt like five seconds walked out the whole uh, toilet area which i believe was in an asda i think it was an asda in in manchester we oh, went there that, to get like, an a load of beers yeah. don't know why i did that but anyway gone in there and as i've walked out i've gone to tell matt and joe what i've just seen and um men being men we've all gone no fucking way and we've all walked in yeah, there but as yeah, we've walked yeah, in there there was a, a dude yeah, there was this dude in there who, as we've walked through the door of the toilet, has also walked out the same cubicle. <laughs> he's just—he's just seen it. He's just seen it. Yeah. The look just, on his face wanted, was probably the same look on we my face. At. Yeah, he's obviously like because I, I think he was in—he walked in at the same time as me and seen me walk in there, seen me go into a cubicle and walk straight out, and has obviously been like, "That's weird," you know? Why has he done that? He's then gone into the cubicle to see why I've walked out. And then after he's walked in there to see it, he's turned around to see us, and his words were, "It looks like a horse done a shit." <laughs> yeah, but he was like French. <laughs> Did he have well, like an so Italian was... accent? Oh, yeah. Yeah, said, looks like, like a horse. horse. <laughs> Did the horse done a shit? <laughs> and that was our catchphrase for the next oh. fucking two years. <laughs> it looks like a yeah, horse yeah. has like done a, horse a shit. <laughs> so, guys, can you remember what has been your worst or weirdest show? Worst mm. or weirdest. I mean, we had those ones. At, uh, do you remember the Phoenix Pub in Dartford? Oh yeah, can't, can't forget <laughs> that. Was, that was that was some weird ones. This real mm. biker was... par, wasn't it? Yeah, I loved the Phoenix. I loved the Phoenix. I, I really did. Uh, it yeah, it was this weird biker blend. bar, but then they had a mm. stage in like a, in their garden. Um, oh yeah, and it was a scary place, wasn't it? it they was, were quite it terrifying, weren't they? Some of the bikers, and then you had all the kind of rock. Yeah, yeah. A weird blend. Weird blend. A dichotomy. Wasn't yeah, that, isn't that near where you live now? Yeah, it's gone now. Has it gone? Now. Has it gone? It's I was wondering. It yeah, it's, it's been gone for a long time. Yeah, yeah. It, it was such a weird scene in there, wasn't it? Because it was that that whole thing of like the dark edge of like a biker gang that no one really knows what they're involved in or what they do. But you know, you watch all <laughs> no. the films and stuff, and then there's all these like eighteen, seven year old emo with skeleton makeup on kids with skeleton makeup. <laughs> Like Hi guys! Hi, can I you like... play in the back of your garden? I like your motorcycle. <laughs> Shut up, kid. Okay. What's the, can I play the, the stage now? Yeah, whatever. <laughs> uh, 
Um, <laughs> what about can you remember? Can you guys remember that? Um, where was it? Is it like Skegness or somewhere we played? Oh and, yes. Oh god, With yeah. The burnt sausage barbecue in the middle of the pub. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, this was. Oh, so yeah. This was like a really. Where was it? It was it was Skegness, wasn't it? it was, no, 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 yeah, I think no, it was. No, it, wasn't, yeah. it wasn't Skegness. It was um, it was Sheerness. The Isle of Sheppy. Oh Sheerness. no, Sheerness. Sheerness. Yeah. Was it? Wait, Sheerness. Was it? It was yeah. It was the Isle of Sheppy and um, Isle of Sheppy. That's che- what I was thinking of. Yeah, the Chica girls had played there or some something like that. And what what sacred ground we were stepping on by by being the follow up to that. Uh, but it didn't have. It, they obviously didn't. It didn't clear the cl- uh, clean the floor, or have proper flooring because the floor was a couple of layers of newspaper, like old newspaper. No, it was like cardboard yeah. boxes and stuff, weren't it? Or yeah, and they had like that you walked like, through yeah. the pub, didn't you, to get to the room out back? And they yeah, had these like and... weird sausages cooking in the corner of the pub, yeah. like on like a little fryer, like a frying pan yeah. in the middle of the pub. Yeah, yeah. that clearly yeah. sat there like for drinking like a good six months. And like, yeah. wasn't there like a parade throughout the the street that day yeah. as well? Yeah, and it was like the shittiest parade I've ever <laughs> seen in my yeah. life. Like, it was like if you got a flatbed truck and just drove the flatbed truck and forgot to do all the decorations for it. Yeah, we had, going, yeah. we had to stop and wait for it to pass, didn't we? But the weirdest That's thing right, yeah. the, when I knew we were in trouble was we went to Subway to get some food because we got there quite early and we were held up by the flipping parade. And you know, sometimes when you go into a restaurant and Maybe the person's first language is in English and there's a bit of an English, like, there's a bit of a language barrier, but you generally get through it because these people are professionals and they work in uh, fast food. Well, this person was English and I was saying like, I want a, a BMT, an Italian BMT or something, but I wanted something that was a bit off menu. And I was going, can I put this in? And they were, they just looked at me with their mouth open and they were going, what? And I'm like, I was like, yeah, I, it says on the sign, that you do, I don't know what it was. I wanted fucking pickles or something. I don't know. Salt sandwiches. Salt sandwiches. Yeah. And, um, I knew that was going we'll to come at some point. We'll get to salt sandwiches in a minute. And she, <laughs> uh, he turned around, and just went, "No, I can't read that." And I was like, "What?" And he was like, oh, "I can't read." And I was like, oh. <laughs> <laughs> I, "I just have it how we? it has." Because yeah, like, we, we were like. Like this venue was at the back of this pub and we were like, what the fuck is this gig we're playing? Thinking it was going to be absolute shit. And then next minute, like, like as we were about to go on, there was fuckloads of people. Weren't there? Yeah, and we there were was, like, yeah. all yeah. right. There's not much to do around there. And there was a, um, there was a girl that I was talking to and then she just got on the floor and started rubbing her back on like the gravel. Um, Cause she said it felt nice on her back. And I was like, okay. Hey, you slept with her in gravel back. Oh, yeah. <laughs> gravel back. Now my wife at the moment. I kept finding gravel in my bed for weeks. <laughs> Just sorting her back out. I can uh, remember there being like a weird derelict car park right no. next to it. <laughs> so I mean, some of the best gigs though, ones that's just come into my head was Lark in the Park. Oh, Lark in the Park. Oh, oh yeah. So Lark in the Park um, was a Christian. Um, <laughs> it was so, like a crit. Yeah, like this Christian event thing that they put on for like local bands, and it was a place for like people to pray and blah blah. blah. And so they hired Billy Rebel <laughs> dressed Everyone's up as favorite, favorite. zombie makeup clown people singing about demons and ghosts. <laughs> we even had a song with Satan in it. <laughs> oh, we did, yeah. <laughs> and then was it like at the beginning, like like of the um. Beginning of the show, like they wanted everyone in a big circle to like 
yeah, pray. Prayer circle. Oh, yeah. And we were like, no, I'm all right. That's good. Like, no, come in the room. I'm like, no. Just no, piss off. Yeah. <laughs> well, you you did that. I don't want to be part of your cult. Unfortunately, <laughs> I, I played there the next year because I was covering for another local band, Antikid, at who uh, Antikid at the time, who uh who some of the one of the members, the singers now in my other band, Maven. Um, but I remember they were a little less forgiving, a little more forgiving than that. So we were to stand there in this in this prayer circle and they were going, um, God bless this band and 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 let God guide them to a number one hit single and all of this. And we were like, okay. And then and then every every like every time we said something, everyone was just like, Amen. And we were like, Amen. Yeah. And they were like, and and let their, you know, let their poos be lovely. Amen. And let their, you know, every sandwich they make. <laughs> let them, let yeah, their poos go into poo. other people. <laughs> yeah. Insert their poo. If their poo isn't lovely, allow someone with good poo to insert it inside them. Yeah. <laughs> the godly good poo. Uh, but that was it, it was still a good gig, though. Still a good gig. Yeah, so was yeah, one, it was, was in this one? big tent. and yeah. Was that the one where they made Dave go in the little plastic box? Yeah, yeah. I was yeah. yeah, the little plastic box. <laughs> and he was really yeah, fucking mad Yeah, they had like a drum it. screen, didn't they? Yeah, for, oh, an outdoor yeah. Gig, for an outdoor gig, though. It made no sense. Cause... No, especially when, like, the roof... Well, I don't know. I mean, it didn't matter. Uh, to be, to... One thing that... Um, so I became a sound engineer after being in a yeah, band true. for years and um i worked at a venue like a 200 cat venue and i was the drummer obviously in billy rebel and years later just as kind of offspring this one is um one gig i had this kid hitting the drums and he had this ride cymbal that he smashed to pieces and it was just the loudest thing in the world and I now you know it fucking feels absolutely hate it well this thing <laughs> it annoyed me so much that i the second they finished their set i was straight on the stage ready for changeover but like straight on the stage and i walked up to his drum kit and looked at this cymbal and it was the ride symbol that I had for all the time in Biddy Rebel. Yeah. <laughs> and then, and then had a moment of like, oh. I'm sorry, guys. I'm sorry. Ah, shit. Remember you got that obnoxiously <laughs> loud yeah. Zilbel as well. So, uh, we got it. Yeah. yeah if, if, you know, if people know your drums, you know that if you hit the bell, which is the round bit on top of a symbol, it kind of makes this ding, 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 a bit like a cowbell. But they've got this one that was kind of shaped like a big bowl. And when you hit it, it just made the loudest fucking noise. It's just that mm. it cut through everything. And he, and he loved like a, just hitting it at really inappropriate times. Like, especially when people like talking to the crowd and stuff. Ding! Uh, so we took to like putting tweets <laughs> in it and skittles and stuff. Yeah. yeah. And poos. Poos. And poo, and poos. Healthy poos. Yeah. Um, so, so what about Farringdon? Wor- Farringdon. Oh, Farringdon. I was, was going to mention yeah. Farringdon. So I was going to mention Farringdon's. Farringdon's Flamingo Ooh, Park. Flamingo Park. Oh, yeah. So sorry, let's just go back to Farringdon's a minute. Uh, so it was so a school, wasn't it? It was in a yeah, yeah, it was in a school called Farringdon's. And whenever we got offered the Farringdon's gig, we were like, fuck yes, this is gonna be amazing. And whenever we turned up, so it was in this school. Um basically all the kids would turn up, cr- even if they didn't go to that school. Yeah, because that's the thing, oh, yeah. is like as a as a fifth, 14, 15 year old kid, you know, you could obviously couldn't go to bars and stuff. But you, you didn't want to just stay at home. And so whenever these local gigs happened, the kids would just go freaking crazy to go so, watch a band play. Also, it, it was, was an excuse rammed. for them to Always drink, rammed as well. It? So they were doing yeah. like illegal drinking where... The, the, the weird thing about it was you had so many kids, but like the number of like adult people supervising was very minimal. Uh, yeah, yeah they definitely had trust in the reason, Christian kids, didn't they? 
yeah now now that's 2020 you wouldn't get that but um yeah there was very minimal supervision so they would all bring in fanta bottles filled with like vodka and stuff yeah and they would get absolutely hammered but the way we but they they were packed weren't they and we used to have like crowd surfing and stage diving Mm -hmm. and everything in what was a school hall I think oh, I remember yeah. the Wall of Hugs going very badly once in Farringdon. I was going to say, Farringdon's that's, was one where I think someone broke where, their arm. That's where someone broke their I arm. I nearly got yeah. pulled off the stage. Yeah, I nearly got week. pulled off the stage on one of them. Yeah, I, got I remember one of the shows. I nearly got pulled off. my hands, off. I think, as well. I got assaulted. I got assaulted. Yeah. Bloody... yeah. <laughs> I was perfectly fine because I had a nice pl- uh, plastic screen wrapped around yeah. me. But, uh, <laughs> no uh, but I suppose that's the closest... I mean, I've been in bad, you know, I've been in bad, me and Matt have been in bands ever since. And that's the closest I've ever felt to being like a rock star was then. Mm. Fucking love. We, had to, we were well, doing what, so what many about, What about the Mick life. Jagger Centre? Well, yeah. Mick Jagger was so, great as well. Again, we spoke about this band, Anti-Kids, but, who are good friends of ours. Um, even to this day, some of them are still really good friends. And um, we used to do this kind of versus thing. So it would be, it would be Billy Robel versus mm. Anti-Kid. And we'd, we'd battle it like we didn't like each other, but we were like, friends and it would be like a kind of face-off and people would be there to support their band that they liked so you had all the freaks um dressed in um half zombies and then you had all the emo kids with their brightly colored belts and neon jeans i i I used to always think that billy rebel appeared to more of a male audience and anti-kid was more to a female audience oh definitely definitely because they were like they were Um, punk, weren't they yeah but i remember uh when we played at the Mick Jagger Center, it was like 400 capacity venue. 300. They let in an extra. Venue. Is it? They let in like an extra hundred. They did. Yeah. Like over yeah, capacity, like, right. and I think there was another hundred still outside. Still the biggest crowd yeah. I've ever played to. That were there yeah, specifically. Well, no, you had the ten thousand at Hop Farm. Yeah, but <laughs> yeah. they were there to Mine specifically see us. Yeah. You know? True. True. Mm. Um, yeah, and that was a that was a cra- like it all seems like a blur now. Like I can't really remember too much of the actual gig. It just seems to. Just yeah. The one the one the one thing I remember at um, at Mick Jagger was when I used to wear the bowler hat, and it was like a cheap sort of like bowler hat. It weren't like a proper one, and I not? just no 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 no, it was just a random cheap one, and I uh, <laughs> I just randomly chucked it out into the crowd, and I was like, oh shit, I want that back. Oh. And I remember I finally tracked it down. I finally tracked it down. And some guy had literally folded it up and put it in their trousers. <laughs> and when he came back, it was just a folded mess. I'm like, I shouldn't have done that. Yeah, yeah. It wasn't it wasn't like a proper, proper bowler hat. It was like um it's just, like I don't know how to describe it. It was like, it, a, yeah, like foam, sort of cardboard foam sort of thing. Yeah. yeah. I can't even remember where I got it from, but I wore that at a lot of shows. I, 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 rem- yeah. I remember at that show, some girl had a like one of these light up LED belt buckles where you can like choose what you want to say, and it, I remember it saying, "Oh, Mally, I want to suck your dick," <laughs> and and she, and she was holding it up as we were playing, and then after we played, like she came it's up Nick. to me and was like, "Hi, you see my sign," and I was like, "Yeah," and then this girl must have been what fourteen. I was like. I didn't see it. No. no. It. And if the police no, are, I definitely didn't see it. Um, so I think it's probably time to talk about the most infamous gig of all in the Billy Rebel um, anthology, if you will, of gigs. The, oh, the, 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 
the Amen gig. So, Amen. Uh, Ash, do you want to do you want to explain who Amen were for those who are uninitiated um, with their rock history? Take, take your mind back to the early nineties. I'm probably not. The, yeah, I was going to say they were a, a sort of quite a, a big band at the time, sort of in the day. And I, I don't re- really know too much about them, but I remember you guys were a lot more like we're playing with Amen. I'm like, I remember at the time I'm like who. <laughs> But they were quite not sort of back in the day. You probably someone else would probably be better to describe exactly who they are because um, Casey Chaos, yeah, yeah, so, Casey Chaos, yeah. So it was around. It was actually around more two thousands that they were big. Um, they were go, they were on with Roadrunner Records, who um, were yeah, also so the Slipknot's first. Yeah. yeah. Uh, so it was Slipknot's like first record label. And they were doing really well. Like they were touring with, you know, Slipknot, Corn, blah blah blah. They were in like Metal Hammer. Their lead singer Casey Chaos was like like front. He was like, you know, he had the attitude, didn't he? he had the attitude, he had the look. Yeah, the yeah. So of course, back when they were big, I was what 13, 14. Yeah. And so I I bought a few Amen albums. I was a fan of Amen, you know. Coma America. But then. That. Homo America, yeah. I mean, they were on Kerrang. They had videos on, you know, they were quite a big band at the time. Uh, they were from California. And uh, we randomly got asked to support them at Phoenix in Dartford. Oh, yeah. <laughs> so that biker bar that we were describing a minute ago, we got asked to support big Californian metal band, Amen, at the Phoenix in Dartford. <laughs> And we were like, is it like a cover band? Like, yeah, like, and this, <laughs> and bear in mind, this is now like 2008. Uh, so they've gone from like two, in like eight years, they've gone from, you know, headlining at like Ozfest and that sort of stuff, or being one Reading. of the big bands at Ozfest to like. They were in Reading's main stage, were well. Yeah. Yeah. And now, yeah, so we, uh, but I remember they, who was the band? The Inbreds were the band who put them on, weren't they? Yes. Yeah, there was, that was yeah. the guys who put us on as well, right? Mm. Uh, yeah, and they were deadly. They wanted um, us to be. They wanted us to be deadly serious, which is the. Uh, if you've got guests from this podcast, yeah, already, the wrong bunch of guys to. Uh, <laughs> and and I, I remember they of... wanted us to meet. Yeah. They wanted us to meet Casey Chaos oh, before yeah. the gig to make sure that Casey Chaos was happy with us supporting them. That's right. Yeah, and so we ha- we had to go to this bar and like they were trying to treat Casey Chaos like some royalty, like feeding him bottles of Jägermeister and blah, blah, blah. And, and yeah. I think right. the biggest thing that surprised me was how much he put on weight. That's why I yeah. said feeding him's the right <laughs> he word. Looked, <laughs> he looked, he looked like, like the years of touring had hit him hard. He looked like he ate 2000 Casey Chaos. <laughs> <laughs> And then another one, yeah. <laughs> and like he was just disheveled as fuck when he? he was. Yeah, like, his 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 once glorious mane looks a bit uh, lackluster. Yeah, like so we got we got on fine, didn't we? Well, do you remember our gig? So do you then, remember my little sound check? Yeah, Matt I got, do. So at the time, <laughs> Matt got annoyed because he yeah, thought I'd on, blown it. Yeah, so uh, <laughs> we'd been to McDonald's because we ate a lot of fast food. Um, did eat a lot of fast. We've been doing like four yeah. gigs a week. Yeah, we really yeah, and we time. weren't. Yeah, and uh, I got this. We got these little Happy Meal toys, and I can't remember what mine was, but it played notes, didn't it? I can't remember actually what it was at the time. Oh. But, um it was like a little. Yeah. It was like a little keyboardy thing, wasn't it? Or was it a little melodica or something? <laughs> yeah. 
And the guy was like, can you test your mic? So I just started playing the Jurassic Park theme tune. Over here. <laughs> and Matt was like, look, you're going to blow it. Just, they want us to be serious. And I'm like, do, 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 do. <laughs> looking back now. <laughs> was, was something I still do to this day. <laughs> well, I, I remember because then I, I loosened up after that. And my yeah. girlfriend at the time had this big, white, fluffy um, uh, jacket. And I, I remember playing the first two songs in this big, oh, white, yeah. fluffy jacket. Oh, good, yeah, I remember that. <laughs> yeah, when, when you realised that the, the crowd... When we realised that the crowd was actually there kind of to see us, a lot of them, and not Amen, we were like, well, this is our scene, let's just do our thing. It's be our ridiculous Yeah, we, we had, that's it. We had more people there for us than Amen. Because <laughs> obviously you, local band, local scene. You remember that we had another show with Amen at the... Uh, well, that's it, isn't it? So That's all, the one yeah. that was down, down initially. Yeah. Like, and that's it, because we went down so well, because it was mainly our crowd, that the guy from the yeah. Inbreds asked us to do another show with them in the, the bigger venue. Show, yeah. And the bigger venue was the Tappan Tin in Chatham. Which, uh, well, that, that's, that's, got the, that's got the infamous story oh, of Joe, Joe refusing cocaine because he had <laughs> a cup of tea. Yeah. Yeah, I can't. I think oh. we might have mentioned this on the first ever yeah, I think uh, you podcast. Did, yeah. so, so basically, but they, I'll, they... I'll say it again. Yeah, go on. Yeah. yeah. So, uh, so yeah, their drummer came up to us, and you, Dave, you can talk about their drummer in a minute. Oh dear. Yeah. Okay. But he, um, he, yeah, he came up to us and was like, "Guys, we're going to do some like a couple of lines of coke if you want, if you want to join us," and. uh and Joe had a cup of tea in his hand and he was just like, oh, no, thanks. I've just got a cup of tea, <laughs> which to me is the most rock and roll thing. It's so un-rock and roll. It goes in a circle and becomes more rock and roll. I'm more, full of Having tea. a cup of tea to refuse cocaine is more yeah. rock and roll than also, cocaine. I remember yeah. really distinctly that, you know, like, um, it's like the film, the film um, Inside Out, like you make core memories. I remember I was quite annoyed as well because he interrupted us having a really good conversation about Avengers Sevenfold. That sh- that really dates that time period. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, I was in the middle of a good Avenged Sevenfold anecdote. Dave, tell us but, about um, the drummer. What, what you were saying? Drummer. The drummer was one of those people that um, you would have happily have gone out and found heroin for him, knowing that it would have kept him alive, sort of thing. It but was, do you remember, it, me, like I, I walk my dog like that. Oh yeah, <laughs> I walk my dog like any other. Yeah, guy. he was trying to like relate to us. Yeah. But it just wasn't working. Like he was like, he, I walk my dog. He, I'm just like you guys. <laughs> We're like, yeah. I wake and he's up like, I morning. shit myself when I'm drunk. We're like, what? Just like you guys. <laughs> you know, I punch myself in the face when I'm masturbating. Just like you guys. Yeah, he would always say weird eccentric things. Like, but, like, but he was making it out like he was like some like big rock star. You're like, mate, you're playing for Amen at the Tap and Tin. Like, yeah, not even <laughs> the original member of Amen. But it was the way he was like, it was the way he was like so casual about it. It was like, yeah, I walk my dog. I wake up, I eat breakfast. I shit myself when I'm drunk. And we were like, what? And he was like, I walk my dog, you know? And I was like, no, the shit in yourself. Like, oh, yeah, everyone does. <laughs> walk <it."> my dog. <laughs> yeah. But <laughs> turned out he was we actually trying to save someone's life by putting these poo in someone else. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> had only we have known that now, we would have had so much more respect for him. But he yeah, was, got enough, he was, also, also, we were so young and naive because in the years afterwards, we got so many shit stories between us that uh, we yeah, should have really yeah, heeded his yeah. warning. Yeah, he was kind of, was kind of giving <laughs> yeah. us a pre-warning, really, to, uh, to uh, the mess that we became. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> but that was the um, that was the Amen gig, and I suppose the last 
I mean, we've been we've gone on a bit of a self-indulgent, you know, ramble down memory lane, which we've loved. Yeah. And hopefully, everyone else has. But we couldn't top it off without the controversy of Billy Rebel versus oh, wow. Billy Rebel, and this is all Ooh. of us collectively our favourite thing. And I suppose it's about <laughs> how we phrased this without getting too excited and carried away individually. But I'll start. I mean, I guess it's just the way we'll start. I'll start the story and then I'll pass it along because we've okay. all got something to say about this. Because this was. I mean, I can I can tell you it started on the 9th of March, two thousand and eight. All right. Well, I'll, I'll preface it. Maybe Dave can start to fill in some of the details because it was absolutely still one of my favourite stories. So it's magical. Harker yeah. asked. We were doing really well on MySpace, um, and that was the thing to be seen. If anyone who's below the age of twenty six. I guess MySpace was the thing to have before Facebook and it was really musically orientated and we were a big hit on there and lots of people liked us. And um, it happened to be there was another guy called Billy Rebel who'd been going for what he claimed 30 years or something. He was a Canadian hmm. fella and he, he was, was an Elvis impersonator. Elvis. He wasn't an Elvis impersonator. He made that very clear in his emails. Oh. He did a song about Elvis and he I remember my first love song. On El- yeah, that was it. I remember my first love song. And he styled his whole persona around Elvis. He was not an Elvis impersonator. Oh, and he no. did covers of Elvis, but he was not an Elvis impersonator. <laughs> so, no, no, so no, Dave, do, do, you, do you want to start the uh, the history of the Billy Rebel versus Billy Rebel feud from March the 9th, whatever it was? Yeah. Um, so I guess back then, uh, for some reason, I was the person who started getting the emails. I don't really know why. I guess I think um, like on like as Facebook, when you set up a band profile back in the day on MySpace, you would set up everything and you'd put all like your details down. And most bands would generate like a Billy Rebel at Hotmail.co.uk as yeah. a contact. I think you were the only one that you checked. You fit it in. Yeah, probably. You know what I mean? <laughs> like putting all that yeah. sort of crap down. So I put my probably put my email down like an idiot. And then um, all of a sudden, as I say earlier on, the 9th of March 2008, I received an email from a certain Billy Rebel, which went along the lines of saying, I am Billy Rebel, a musician of the scene. I'd released a song called I Remember His First Love Song in 2002. Uh, and he went on to tell us how his song has had something like uh, about 5 million fans worldwide, according to Radio Statistics or something. Um, and basically what he told us was that the name Billy Rebel was a copyright trademark name. And by the fact that us, us four guys, being in a band called Billy Rebel, we were defacing his intellectual property. We were destroying him as an artist. Uh, all his fans were in complete confusion because they couldn't figure out if they were listening to I Remember His First Love Song or Sinister Sister. It was a very difficult time. <laughs> or Every Fight is a Food Fight for a Cannibal. Yeah, you know, something like that. Like, I remember. Or was it a song where there's a load of kids going, One, two, they're coming for you. You know, shit like that. But basically... I've got a document that for some reason I saved. I think I originally sent it to Joe when it all kicked off because I was back in 2008, I was 18 uh, and I didn't have a clue what was going on. and I didn't know really how to respond to this guy basically telling us that we were going to get sued. True. if we. It was, almost, it was almost like a rebel. cease and desist, wasn't it? Like, it was, it was, it was quite, a bit concerning yeah. to begin with. It was a bit concerning to begin with because we wasn't yeah. really a savvy on the whole thing. So. Well, I remember, no, I, no, remember we I went... I went I think I went on holiday and you guys kind of dealt with it. And when you get a cease and desist note, and it was written relatively professionally, so he's clearly used to doing this. Um, yeah. It, it did seem quite worrying. And there was talk of changing our name to the 
the Billy Rebels or something. I can't remember. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So I had and to change it back, off so we wouldn't get in trouble. Billy the Rebel, back, I think it was, wasn't it? Yeah. And mm. I'd been doing, I'd been doing because I went. My degree, sadly, is in business studies, so I'd been doing quite a lot of phoning up on businessy type things, and I read it and I went, "No, oh, this is this is this is utter bullshit." What this guy's saying. Like you can't copyright a name like that. You can copyright a logo, you can mm. trademark a logo, but and I, and his claim, his number one claim was that he, we would, all the people that listened to our music were only listening to it because they were looking for him and not looking for us, which was ludicrous when all of our traffic was coming from the UK and mostly people who knew us and were going to our gigs and stuff. Um, yeah, and uh, I remember. One of my favorite emails, I don't know if this was on your chain, Dave, is when he kept copying in Scotland Yard, like that was going to happen. Oh, yeah. I've got oh, that. Yeah. yeah. And he would state I've it got, like I've it was going to scare Yard, me. Scotland Yard, I've got MySpace. Yeah. And he was going, We've, I've he's got going, the emails well, here I've and everything. I've copied Scotland Yard, and he was like, and the Prime Minister's office into this email. And I was like, <laughs> I don't think Scotland Yard is going to give a with, fuck. Uh, Iraq. Yeah. Yeah. But a Canadian also, rockabilly, not an Elvis impersonator. No, 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 not an Elvis impersonator. Yeah. But <laughs> do you remember he also posted up the? Um, he posted and forwarded a picture of us holding up the sign with the MySpace and the the profile number and everything like that. It's sort of like to yeah. say he was the most genuine Billy Rebel, and it was he should have the name and not us and all this. So stuff. I, I, remember I remember one of my favorite things is Joe and I recorded a song. Um, specifically for him telling him to fuck off and the Scotland Yard don't give a fuck and we just we were like yeah. the, the vocals the chorus was like um, uh, Canadian rockabilly no one gives a fuck silly like, go trademark it was like mom. go trademark your mum <laughs> um, I mean it, the, it's, it's mental isn't it the whole it thing was art. The, it was art but then we got that email a bit after that saying it was meant to be from his wife and I'm going to put wife, I'm doing air quotations oh, here. Yeah. because Now that I think about it now, I think it was him trying to make us feel bad. But he said that he, like she, he, well, she said that he'd been in hospital with a heart attack because of all the stress oh, we yes. gave him over this situation. I have that email, so. And I was like, so she had the credentials to his Billy Rebel account. She didn't send it from her own. And she decided to tell us about it. I'm like, something seems a little off about that now. But at the time I felt bad. And I was like, I did send an email, send an email back saying, look, look, we're sorry. I'm sorry that that's happened, but we're not sorry for what we did because who threw the stones first, you know, <laughs> at the end of the day. And it, the funny thing was he would go onto every YouTube thing of ours and comment. And the funniest one, my favorite one he did is he was doing all of our, he was trying to comment on that. And then people would just call him a silly dickhead and all of that underneath on the comments underneath. But he went to, uh, it was a Billy Idol cover. Someone did a cover of Billy Idol Rebel Yell. But because Billy Idol Rebel Yo has the words Billy Rebel in it, he put the big cease and desist thing in their YouTube comment. And that's what really cracked me up. Mm. This guy was just like a lunatic. So I, I thought the, the, but the best thing, so bear in mind that, what Billy Rebel finished, what, 2009 officially, let's say? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Last gig and then, yeah. About a month ago, bear in mind the, the Billy Rebel Facebook is still up. We had a message on the Billy Rebel Facebook from him. <laughs> <laughs> See if I can get it up now. But the sad, he actually the saddest sent thing us. About, yeah, the saddest thing uh, about this, I can't see this message and all you can because clearly I'd had an altercation with him on Facebook at some point because he's blocked me and I can't read it and the rest of you can. 
<laughs> yeah, so yeah, he, so he sent he sent us this, and bear in mind this is so what's 2009, 11 years ago. Uh, either he's forgotten, which is sad, or he still thinks <laughs> and our, we're going. Our Facebook our Facebook page has only got. I mean, our MySpace at the time had a few thousand likes. Our oh, Facebook yeah. page mm. has got 85 likes. Mm. Yeah, we 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 dissolved um, at the beginning of Facebook, really. Yeah. So <laughs> Facebook killed Billy Ray. So this is it. Twenty first <laughs> of twenty first of March, twenty twenty. He said, this is a cease and desist order. Billy Rebel, Billy Rebel Records, and Billy Rebel Enterprises, that's an enterprise now, by the way, Mm. are registered trademarks since the 1970s. Billy Rebel is an American artist since the 1970s. Cease using his trademark immediately. This is your second warning. Second warning. Either that or it's his first warning was in 2008. Yeah, I mean, we we were literally threatened with like lawsuits from SoCan and ASCAP back in the days, and we actually contacted those companies, and all those companies were like, "Nope, don't know what you're on about." Yeah, yeah. Yeah. So I I just replied to him with a gif that just this this little kid dancing that just says, "I don't even care." (laughs) Um, And do you know what? In reflection, (laughs) what we've decided to do is we weren't going to do anything, but we're going to get together and maybe re-record some of our old classics. Number one, because we're still, you know, good friends and we want to kind of bring back that part of our life again and see what we can do with 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 all these years of experience. Probably make it worse. But um, I'd, the other thing yeah. is, I really want to send him to f- fucking send him to Walter Billy Rebel. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Give him his second I'd love to send, attack. record the album on a CD and actually send it to him. Find his address and post oh, no, it. I mean, the truth is, it's like... Yeah, the truth is being serious, I, I would like to finish the album that we never finished. I think okay. that would be oh, a, yeah. a good, I think, a good sorry, and I, I think now's a great time to also mention how many Billy Rebel songs are now Victor and the Bully songs and mm-hmm. are still frequently played. Um, well, frequently requested. You know, I mean, every food fight is a food yes. fight for a cannibal. Right. Yeah, I mean, that, that, that song has, not, has never not been played at a Victor and the Bully show. Um, it's always Stone Cold is, is a frequent song. I mean, obviously they sound different to the original. Yes, um, yeah, but you know the first Deathbed Confessions album um, has got Stand tons of shoulders um, of giants. Former, yeah, um, and it's nice that you know because for me, when at the time when I was doing Victor and the Billy songs, to me it was a waste for those songs to just disappear into the ether of the world. You know, like like. They, to me, they were like such great songs. They were such fun, and to lose those songs, it would be such a shame because they were great. And now we're playing them in 2020. <laughs> Seems oh, yeah. so crazy, so weird. And like um, one of the funniest things was this year, uh, Joe and I uh, had our first trip to the US together, and Food Fight for a Cannibal looked at, and we both looked at each other and she, like shook our heads, and we were like can't believe we're fucking still playing this yeah <laughs> and in america to an american audience and the crowd are like so we eat me tonight it tastes so good baby and like and was, joe and i just look at each other like that was a machine dave hell, taking you know? the piss out of emos by singing that oh, oh yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so uh yeah yeah um, um, but yeah, to finish the album would be great. And when we're all out of uh, we're out of detention, when the incident is finished, it'd be great to, uh, to, to give that a whack because uh, I think it'll be mm-hmm. a fun, and I think it'll be a good little mm-hmm. 
good little bit of mate, rock and roll I'll history. I'll wait to orchestrate us. some of the stuff. Get, yeah, get the full yeah. orchestra in there, mate. Oh, I'm, I'm looking yeah. forward to that. <laughs> so, so that's, been a, uh, make that's it been a trip down memory lane, isn't it, Matt? And yeah, that uh, has, and uh, it's it's been great. And I think it's now time for the Blankomatic. Blankomatic, it's chromatic, it's dramatic. Blankomatic. Blankomatic. So we're going to end with the Blankomatic, a staple of Synergy Podcast. So if you are new to this, uh, the Blankomatic is uh, kind of one of those online generators where we fill in uh, lots of, we give it lots of input, lots of words, lots of adjectives, etc., and it spits out a story or a letter for us. So Matt, what have we got this week on the Blankomatic? So this week on the Blankomatic, as you know, the four of us are absolutely adorable, even when we don't have um, our skeleton makeup on. So this week, love is in the air, and we are writing a romance plot. Yeah, we are going to write a romance plot for all you lovely, beautiful people in love. So uh, love. first off, we need the name of the protagonist. We need a first and last name. Um, mm. first name. So is it first name. male or female? It, um, it, it, it can be male or female, but I need to know so I can click it. I think males. Keith. We we can relate more than that. Keith. Okay. Keith. 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 Um. um Keith. Keith straight. Keith straight. <laughs> Keith. <laughs> Keith. I was going to uh, say savage. Snaggle pussy. <laughs> Keith. Snaggle pussy. Okay. That's a romantic name, isn't it? Uh, yeah. I've, I've met many a uh, Keith Snow. His or her name. love interest, uh, male or female? I think female. Let's keep it. Let's keep it heteronormative. <laughs> Stick to what we know. <laughs> yes. <laughs> we won't talk about that time. Um, no. Uh, what time? <laughs> <laughs> okay. So her name is Sandra. Bangle Sandra Bagglewibble. <laughs> we can have both of that. Bagglewibble 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 yeah. Um, and what's the name? Um, uh, Cameron Fisher. Why are we Why are we picking all no, weird normal first names? <laughs> okay. I was just going to say, put, put Ryan Reynolds. <laughs> what about um, Z Bob Z Bob Booby Smith? Z Bob Booby Smith. Is that Is that uh, first and second name? Z Bob Booby Smith. <laughs> Ever met Z-Bob's Booby Smith? <laughs> What's the surname? Booby Smith. Booby Smith. What three names have we got? Yeah, what's our name so far? <laughs> yep. Oh, what are our names oh, so yeah. far we've got? Keith. Okay. <laughs> Keith Snagglepussy. Uh, Keith Snagglepussy. <laughs> you know what? I'm not, I'm not going no, no, to tell don't. you. No. Yeah, I fine, forget. Yeah. yeah, you're going to... Yeah, you're going to forget these. Um, I have already forgotten. 
Adjective to describe someone's physical appearance. Um, puffy. Oh, puffy. Puffy. Yeah. Yeah, How many are we giving? Just puffy. one. Yeah. Four. Four. Um, uh, a, a leaky. Leaky. Yeah, a bit wet. <laughs> leaky. 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 Uh, um, we got to put in. Have we got to put in the obligatory creamy? Yeah, creamy. creamy. Once an episode. And um, and, um uh, one a, more. Quite warm. Quite warm. <laughs> quite, quite warm. Quite warm. Okay. Quite warm. Like Hot. a micro, like a microwaved uh, burrito. Packet of chips. Oh. Quite warm, like a microwave burrito. Okay. Positive adjective to describe someone's character. Um. Um. Quite cold, like a microwave burrito. <laughs> Cold in the middle, like a microwave. Cold, yeah, cold so this in the is middle. their. This like is about their personality. Um, oh. um, ooh, tough. How many we got to give? Um, as dry as sandpaper. Three. Dry. No, this is personality. Oh, personality is dry. So, so well, positive. Yeah, so positive for the personality. Oh, positive. Yeah. oh sorry. Yes. Yeah, yes, and then and then uh, we got to do three negatives. Very enthusiastic about you, corn. Enthusiastic about corn. A teethy smile. A teethy smile. That's not really All a right. personality trait. <laughs> it is it. now. <laughs> um, BDE. Big dick energy. <laughs> big dick energy. How many more do we need? That's it. That's it. Oh. Now negative. And then right? we need uh, three negatives about a personality um, traits. Yeah. About personality. Uh, always always yeah. taking the last slice of pie. Oh. Taking That's a bad one, isn't it? Mm. Slice of pie or cake? My... Yeah, cake. Um, oh. I find Slurps when yoga. drinking tea. Yeah. Is that, a per... yes, that a personality trait? Slurpy. What about Slurpy. casually racist? Casually <laughs> racist, yeah. <laughs> What well, says the whole thing? I'm not racist, but yeah, yeah. thinks he's dead Spider-Man. You wrote a song about Tommy the Tanker. Yeah, yeah. What's that? What um, album is that, Matt? Oh, that's my new album from Victor Garcia's Electric Time Bomb, Clockwork Kaboom, out now on all places that you listen to music. That was music really so. One we we need, <laughs> we need one more <laughs> uh, negative personality trait. Uh, whiffy. Yeah, just whiffy. Push the cats. Okay. Places people might come from. It's gone for. Uh, your mother. Death Valley. Um, <laughs> these are all. Um, poor. if you put, by the way, if you um, put Scunthorpe into this, it, it reads the middle bit between Sir and near the equator of Mars. Yeah, and it, oh yes, it, it thinks it's what a about, rude word. Uh, Dartford Dong City. Dartford Dong uh, City. Uh, Scunthorpe Egg City. That we one back have... alley in Birmingham. <laughs> the rat okay. and parrot. The rat and parrot. Yeah. Are we good? <laughs> yeah. Rat and parrot. Bexy Heath. Yeah. R.I.P. It's sexy there. Heath. You had sexy R.I.P. There. Okay, I'll put in the R.I.P. as well. Okay, we need three jobs. Um, uh, um, a person that extracts good poo and puts it in another person's <laughs> bum. Okay. <laughs> poo extractor. Poo extractor. <laughs> I'll, I'll, I'll just do poo extractor. 
very important job. Um, the guy that uh, reads par- for the subway guy. Uh, parrot inspector. <laughs> yeah. Parrot inspector. Yeah. Parrot inspector. <laughs> what does he do? And does it say hello? Parrots. Fuck off. Ah, uh, yes. Well done. <laughs> and um, I th- I th- can we have um like kung fu? Um, Karen. Kung fu inspector. Uh, Kung, Kung Fu, fu Inspector. Kung, Kung Fu Milkmaid. <laughs> Kung Fu, Kung uh, fu Milkmaid. Who presents cup of milk? Cup the of very milk. hung Kung Fu milk. Chinese delivery man. <laughs> I've got. I'm gonna do very hung Kung Fu Milkmaid. Oh, yeah. <laughs> milkmaid. Milkmaid is very hung. Yeah. Okay. Is something people are passionate about. Uh, uh, geez, big goth titties. Yeah, big got, titties. Titties, not titties. Titties. Cheese niblets. Zebra crossings. And, um, no, uh, goth titties on zebra crossings. Goth titties on zebra crossings. Because sometimes you wouldn't be able to see them. Yeah. Yeah, because they're so powerful. Goth titties on zebra crossing. An adjective to describe love. Oh, think about heart. Think hard about this one. Um, uh, Love is only ejaculative. Ejaculative. Frothy. No. That's also. <laughs> oh yeah, frothy is a good one. Mm, I like frothy. Yeah, frothy. How many we got to do? Frothy. Just one. one. That was it. Oh. oh yeah. Yeah. A type of baddie, thug, a lion. I mean, like baddie. Um, um, Joe Exotic. Uh, Carol Baskins. Carol Baskins. <laughs> <laughs> She's a fucking baddie. Uh, uh, what about a woodlouse? That uh, Woodlouse. Woodlouse. He is a baddie. Sonic, Sonic Woodlouse. The Woodlouse. Sonic the Woodlouse. Do, 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 do. Has a different. No, uh, I'm going to use. I'm going to just use Sonic Woodlouse, not the low. No, okay. And uh, last thing, something bad one person can do to another: hit, rob, um, tickle, gently uh, take their good the poo. Knees. I was going to say, not donate their poo. <laughs> Take away the Come good on, we can do better than that. We can do better than that. Tickle their tickle their adrenal glands softly. Tickle their tickle their gooch with a ferret. Feather duster. Give them a sleek, sloppy backhand. Sleek, <laughs> sloppy <laughs> backhand. Wow. <laughs> Don't tell their mate they're going to come. Uns- okay, uns- and finally. Unsubscribe. What's your pen name? What's your pen name? What's that? What's uh, our Cornelius? Apple Pipple. Apple Kipple. Apple Pipple. Apple Pipple. Okay. Apple Pipple. Apple Pipple. Apple Pipple Splash. <laughs> right, guys. Are you ready? Because you're gonna need to. You're gonna need to take a drink of something before no, this. <clears throat> Okay. Oh, we're ready. Have we gone too Are far? Are you ready? <laughs> Are you ready for I this? I hope so. Yeah, yeah, I'm good. I'm not ready. So, ladies and gentlemen, <clears throat> this is Someone Like Sandra, A Frothy Romance by Cornelius Heppelpipple Splash. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> oh, I'm already <Okay>. excited. <laughs> I'm already Keith Snagglepussy is a puffy, leaky, and enthusiastic about corn poo extractor from Dartford Dong City. 
His life is going nowhere until he meets Sandra, a bagel whiffle. Sorry. Until he meets Sandra, bagel whiffle bee sniffer, a creamy, quite warm like a microwave burrito woman with a passion for cheese niblets. Oh, she loves those cheese niblets. She fucking loves them. Always got them in her mouth. She loves them. (laughs) Keith takes an instant disliking to Sandra. And they always take <laughs> this grammar doesn't work here, but Keith takes an instant disliking to Sandra, uh, and the always taking the last slice of cake and casually racist ways she learned during her years in Rat and Parrot Bexley. <laughs> R.I.P. I mean, there was an error. I mean, she probably was about that place. Yeah, yeah. yeah. However. When a sonic woodlouse tries to give them a sleek, sloppy backhand, <laughs> Keith Sandra, to Keith, Sandra springs to the rescue. Keith begins to notice that Sandra is actually rather a teethy smile at heart. <laughs> but the pressures of Sandra's job as a parrot inspector leaves her blind to Keith's affections, and Keith takes up goth titties on zebra crossings to try and distract herself. <laughs> Finally, when with... What, this, oh, this, ended? No, this That's goes... Fun. Finally, when Whiffy, very Hong Kong foo milkmaid, Z-Bot Boobysmith threatens to come between them, Sandra has, a, has to act fast. But will they ever find the frothy love that they deserve? Oh, I hope so. So, guys, um, don't know if you know, but we've got a couple of reviews in, uh, which is great. Uh, so, the Daily Tale says, "I fell in love with the PDE, <laughs> Big Dick Energy, uh, Sandra, a bagel whiffle bee sniffer." Uh, last night, I dreamed that she was in my teapot. Obviously, oh, yeah, how'd she do? Um, about as enjoyable as being slapped with a dead fish. But someone like Sandra does deliver a strong social lesson from Enid Kibler. Fuck you, Enid. I love the bit where a sonic woodlouse tries to give them a sleek, sloppy backhand. (laughs) 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 Nearly fell off my sleep. And I Could Do Better by Zod Gloop. Oh, fucking Zod. So so there we are, guys. That is the romance novel. I'm feeling romantic. I'm I'm half Nothing like a sloppy backhander from a... I'm half erect. <laughs> I'm half erect. Uh, so oh, that was the blankomatic. Mm. Um, Incredible. So and so, guys, I think uh, we've had a very successful podcast. I know it's a bit longer than our usual podcast, but everyone's indoors at the moment doing fuck all. So if anything, it gives yeah. people uh, longer to listen to. Um, I definitely think that we should do this again sometime. Yeah. Um, yeah. And maybe we won't reminisce so much, but um, (laughs) certainly... uh... (laughs) We'll drag it onto other other subjects for you. Yeah. Yeah. And obviously, thanks Um, for coming on, guys, because me and Matt do this all the time. Cheers for having me. To have you guys on. And it's good seeing you as well. It's good having this catch up. And I think uh, it's a shame we're not in person doing this over a couple of beers, but obviously we've got to play it safe, stay at home, save lives and drink beer. Drink beer. Thanks. That's the saying, right? And don't don't inject <laughs> yourself with bleach. Just don't, yeah, don't don't drink. Stay beer. home. Yeah. Save lives. Swap poo. <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
poo? <laughs> inject yourself with poo. <laughs> Don't inject bleach. So, inject poo and make sure it's yeah. healthy. Put someone else's poo in you. <laughs> Save lives. Well, Welcome to 2020. Is... Put poo in you. Send pics. Is... Send <laughs> if you want to send any pictures of your poo, what's the what's the email address, Matt? Well, I'll tell you. I will tell you. I will tell you, Joe. So, if you have any um, uh, facts that you would like to send in, any um, pictures of your poo, unpopular opinions, any pictures of you putting your poo in someone else, um, please send it into <laughs> Sin and Gin Podcast at gmail dot com. I know a few people sent in a few facts this week, but because we had such a long episode, we wanted to uh, save it for another one. Uh, but thank you so much, guys. Uh, this is Sin and Jim podcast, and we love you. Bye, love you. Bye. 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 Bye.